0: Hello, how's it going, everyone? I hope we're all keeping well, lads. Champions League draw. Let's get straight at it. What do you think, Kevin? Reacting to the Champions uh,
1: League drama. See, to be honest, and um, it's it's one of those things. No matter who we got here, you were going to come in and go and confident. We're going to get this. We're going to do that. We had a game Real Madrid, Barcelona. You'd have been going. We'll pick up three points at home. But if you, if you were looking at, at, at obviously the first part, Fanord were probably one of the top teams you would have took. Uh Atletico and Madrid, again, are very, very good uh, in La Liga. They're a strong defensive team. But again, you probably would have took them. And then Lazio would have been there and done that. Lazio have not started the season too good. Neither have we, but they're, they're 18th out of 20 in the year So, again, on the face of things, I would say it's probably one of the battle groups we can get. Uh, I definitely think it's one of the groups you can either finish second or fourth. Uh, realistically, we, we, we should be in for third. Uh, they, they obviously have progression in the, in Europe after Christmas. If we get second and go into the last sixteen, it would be fantastic.
2: Yeah,
0: Pierce. I know you have us saying that not a single point in this uh this Champions League competition. What's your no, thoughts was, on the draw,
2: mate? I see. Well, actually, well, I was happy. Well, A H was the group that you probably wanted. That Barca, Porto, uh, Shakhtar group. That was probably the best group. Um. I'd say, other than that, we got the best group. I was happy enough that we didn't get into that group F, which would have just been like we would have broken the record they broke last year. And uh, I didn't want an English team, so I was happy. I just I hate self playing an English team, so I was happy with the group. You'd like to think, I think I've said it to everyone. Honest, all I wanted was like a straight shootout to give us a chance of getting toured in the group. And I think we've got that. I, guess, I think there's four at least four points for us in the group somewhere along the way. Yeah, I'm not being uh, just a like optimist here, but I really do think that
0: we have a, a chance here of finishing second. Um, you know, like Kevin's already says, so we haven't really started the season too well, but a new few arrivals in the door. Um, today with Rogers possibly hinting towards another couple by twelve o'clock tonight. Um, so still no left back. That's that's my only my only concern. Goalkeeper as well. Um, would, would have liked to say a goalkeeper. Sort of is the end of the fact now that we're not going to bring a goalkeeper in, but um, but yeah, like you know, in terms of if you, you you'd have taken that at the very start, like I mean, if you were for that group, you'd have you'd have picked someone. It's so, far like I would have anyway. Um. Uh, so yeah, like Kevin said as well, Lazio having got off the great start this season, so there's definitely a real chance of progressing. Like,
1: Even if you look at the other groups, like money spent. Uh Far North aren't big spenders. Lazio aren't big spenders. Madrid have the money to spend. So instead of coming up against a team that spent 120, 130 million in the transfer window, you're probably coming up against a team that spent 40, maybe 50. Like, like, compared to what we spend, it's not it's not we're not on level par yet. But it's still I think it's reasonable to say that we're gonna get some sort of leeway in this group. Again, I, I would love to come third and drop into Europa League and maybe have a real good crack at it in, in the in the uh, after Christmas. But European football after Christmas has to be a goal now, based on what we've we been drawn against, like.
2: I think it's the... I wouldn't say... I, I think there's proper expectations that... I mean, last year they got a hand... I'd say last year it was a handy group to get toward it, and they made a mess of it. So I think there's a lot of expectations. And the fact that we didn't get any of the, the, the massive, massive hitters... I mean, Letiago is still a joke of a club. I mean, did they not sell? Who's the guy they sold the bars? Is it Joe Felix or whatever his name is?
1: I, uh, Joe Felix. I think mean, he's he's on his way to Barcelona. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm not saying that, that they're not if, like want a powerhouse still because they are. But um, I'm just maybe tanned up against the Dutch champions and Lazio. I do fancy our chances if we can get a couple of points at home. If we, it's going to be down to the, the draw for the Champions League as well. What way the fixtures come out? Yeah, we get we got, yeah, we got we got got Real Madrid straight away last year, which probably put us off. If we were to get maybe Lazio to start off with, you, if you take points off at Lazio either home or away, then it just sets you up that you know yourself you only have an hour win or maybe two wins or win the draw away from game qualified for Christmas. Oh, oh, for European football after oh, Christmas.
0: Yeah, you'd love a home fixture first and foremost, wouldn't you? just to get the, like you say, just to try and get the confidence going and try and get points on the board um, as soon as possible. I just think, lads, over the last couple of years, we've been sort of a wee bit of a joke
2: um, in Europe. Um, I haven't won, I haven't won a home game since we beat Ajax. In yeah, and just, that is. What year was that, Pierce? What are you talking about? Year. Ten years. Just, Ten years next month. I mean, that's an absolute joke. And the whole thing about... Um, now, we've know, only been in it like three times since then, but, but even at that, remember, like, House, I sound like one of these, you know, the good old days people, but like we it seems you we just seems to like go home now and then we just get embarrassed.
0: Yeah. yeah, you even remember results like beating Senate St Petersburg and you're going to yourself, that was an un- unbelievable win. But back in the day, like you know, ten, fifteen years ago, under the, the god as Gordon Straga. Morning Gordon, you'd have, you would have like you know, you'd you really you'd have really fancy your chances against anyone. Um but uh, like I say, you know, with this these teams we will faced against, I think you know, it's a real good opportunity for us. Just to really, don't even think about third. Just think about you know, take each game as it comes, and you know, try and just try and fucking get points, and just try and you know, fucking progress. You just want European football at their Christmas more than anything, don't you? That's the big thing, like you know, when you do, we have a better chance. I know McCoy was going on a bit better the other night because he knew that they were going to get absolutely slapped and held How much of a joke was that, by the way? I mean, have you see? Seriously, like, see if they were up against a team that they were easy gonna beat. He has never come off any comments.
2: I mean, it wasn't an issue last year when they knocked them out. The the finances. Um, I saw someone put up on Twitter their finances aren't like. It's not like they were playing PSG finances. What wise? You know, maybe like like their revenue wasn't like at all like uncomparable. Um. I mean they were they, they were like a good team they can't defend I think they'll get hockeyed off teams like us. Like who've they got? I don't know who PSV got, but I think if they come gets a good team they'll get they'll get hockeyed in that defence and then they're going that guy in the middle of the packs off the Nottingham Forest, you see that like forty million or something he's gone there. What's his name? Sangari. Sangari, that's the guy.
0: He's off the by the way, he was absolutely immense. He is an immense player. Like he do really well for them. The Moroccan's the player, isn't he? The guy in the wing. Oh man, right across Veerman, you yeah, have Veerman. <laughs> you have even Big Dion, Big Dion, still doing a job for them. Um Even at that, you know you're up against Fanner. Can you hit the knee on the head? And you spoke about Fanner. You just look at these teams and you're just thinking. Obviously, they're not they're not powerhouses like PSG or Bayern Munich or anyone like that. They're Man City maybe, but they're still going to be really hard games. They're still going to be really really difficult, and we can't take it for granted. Um, even from last week, Pierce, we done the podcast last week. Do you think that the, the move has shifted from you know bringing
2: in the the last couple of players? I think it's given a bit of a boost, but I, mean, I think everyone's probably brutally honest. The big boost is them getting it deal on Wednesday night. Like that's made the big change. Like I hate sounding like the the Prince of Darkness, but I'll ask. I don't know what you would feel, but if you were to rate the transfer window out of ten, I'd probably still only give it like a five. What would you say, Kim?
1: Uh, I agree because obviously, at the start of the transfer, when there was three months ago, we knew we needed a new keeper and a left back just to be completely sort of shown up in those positions. Both areas we haven't targeted. If you look on, on the other hand, we, we've brought in three midfielders, if we're going to send a if Bernardo's coming in here. It he hasn't been announced yet. I think they're actually holding off Bernardo being and hope that they bring another, maybe one or two in, so they yep. can do that famous picture with more than one signing. Um, you yeah, look, we've brought in Quan, uh, Home and Bernardo as three midfielders. I, I I don't know what what way you use, look at that. Is that a panic by Bernardo coming in, or is it just because somebody of his talent has came available on a on a loan to buy fee? That we went right with we'll triple snap at that because it's worked for us in, in, in previous years. Uh, I think when when you look at as a whole, I wouldn't probably go as low as five, maybe six or seven. I think w- what we lost on the other way on the way out with Star Falcon and Jada was probably worse. If you had a, a cap cap Jada, then you would have probably been more than happy with what we've brought in. It's it's one of those things is a lot of people say. Scotland isn't everybody's first choice. So when you're working in transfer window, we're going to be working until the very last minute because we're not everybody's first choice. You're going to bring in a player that maybe has seen something fall through and then we get a hold of him and it is what it is. So I'd probably appreciate to six or seven, but just based on the fact that we haven't seen a keeper or a left back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're absolutely spot on there when you say about players, you know, making the choice. Um, but... That's a will play devil's advocate here and a throwback. Is he actually a question? Do you think with I mean Lila just signed a new contract today, um Rio Hatari has, you know, or it's been speculating He's wanna sign a new contract, Kyogo's been tagged down, maeda has been tagged down. Does that make this transfer window um a wee bit more of a success than what we're we're making out right now?
2: For Me. Um no, not I think maybe Kyogo getting in down on the contract, yeah. But, like, I mean, about it doesn't make me think oh, we're really kicking on. Um, just what I like, got, I just can't really see beyond like kind of what Keevan was saying about the, the left back and the goalkeeper situation just seems bizarre because that guy, look, I don't know whatever he's getting paid. I know money's big and Turkey for wages, but that Croatian guy, they ended up signing him for like five and a half million Yeah, Like it wasn't, Mental money, um, because no, I think that I think it was Stephen McGowan had it like so. He's he, he obviously knows what's going on. That Hearts probably gonna go at the end of the season when his contract's up. So we're gonna need a goalkeeper, probably either in January for when he's gone or next summer anyway, because he can't be alone in Rupayne as first choice. The left back needs to be resolved. I just don't see us. I I'm trying to think of who we signed this summer that's actually improved or may not even prove but the, we we've not re signed a player to kick another player out of the team I, if you get me
0: yeah um the one that i'm actually like really looking forward to seeing is mark otello i'm really looking forward to him um you know he's obviously he obviously done really well in australia he's an australian born um looks like an exciting talent and i think that yeah, I think he could do a job for us as well. I also think that Yang done pretty well. I know you're not really fussed on him so far, Pierce, but I think he showed glimpses of what he can actually do. Home has looked good um in stages as well. So I think tonight, lads, I think before the window closes at twelve o'clock is massive for us. I agree. I, I, I really think for for us to really, you know, kick on domestically and improve, you know, improve ourselves in, in Europe, we're gonna to, to bring in a left back. I think it's crucial. Um it's just that lack of cover there as well. And that left back season.
1: I think just to touch on the the, the transfer window, uh, as you asked, her, you know, I may, maybe being a little bit harsh on ourselves. Lee, see if if you were to take everything into context, if we had started this season on um, like a house on fire. Abada had him scoring goals. Mierda had him brilliant from the start. Then you probably wouldn't have been as doom and gloom about the transfer window. You still would have been asking for a left back and a keeper. But it's just because a lot of stuff in the early part of the season has won against us. You know, we've lost CCV, we've lost Laraki. So yeah, we're saying two centre backs. So we need to go and get another one. Either way wrong, I think that Phillips. On, a, on on the the transfer we got him for that short-term loan until January and then reassess it. it was fantastic because anytime I've seen him for Liverpool he's been solid he goes through a, a brick wall like I wouldn't even put a pass on if he's starting on on Sunday at the weekend for at a, a Matt O'Reilly corner and for him to absolutely boss somebody at the back post for a goal because he's that sort of player do you know what I mean and Maybe we are being a wee bit harsh on ourselves because I purely would have started. If we had started a lot better this season and hadn't got those couple of injuries, then there's a more positive spin put on the transfer window. But yeah, with, with saying, I think as a currently eight or nine players, trying to integrate them in their first team is going to be hard, especially when Marco Telio has been injured, Naraki is going to be injured. Uh, if you're, if you're looking at uh, Larger but I don't know how to pronounce his name yet, I've been calling him Gustav. If if you were if looking to in- integrate him into the team, you want him to play him, say CCV, because he's a, a known quantity and he's going to bring players on the same way he brought Starfeld on. Uh, but it's going to be one of those things. We'll wait until 12 o'clock tonight when it's all said and done. We'll look on b- back on what we'll have. If we get boys back fit and we're firing all, all cylinders towards the end of September, it is like you, you would take that. I think we, 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 we're so hard on ourselves for what we've had and what we had under our hands. And near enough, if, if memory serves me right, every player and brought in hit the ground running nearly. Now, either there was a couple or Kobayashi, Ida Gucci, you know, like, these players didn't do much. But for everyone, like the way Hatari started in South Korea, the way Jada started in South Korea, you were over the moon because it looked like we were fine gems left right and centre. Uh, who's to say a couple of these players once they settle in aren't going to be to the same caliber? We don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. So yeah. that's my two cents worth.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I've seen people on 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 social media saying that it's not a transitional season. When you bring in a, a, a manager, you know, when you when you lose Ange Postecoglou and bring Brentford, everything's going to be transitional. You're talking about different, you know, approaches, different mindsets, different philosophies. So for me, it's been a transition, obviously. Um. But I think people can start touching back on, like, in terms of what I would score the transfer window. I would go we would have higher than five right now after the last couple of players being brought in. Um, but for again, for me, you know, when you're watching Salah in the last, you know, the last couple of weeks, the obvious, the obvious areas that we're, we need to improve is in the goalkeeper and the left back positions. You know, everyone, you know, is saying it, and it's not even the case of you know we're being negative or pessimistic about it. Greg Thiller had a great season last year. No one can take that away from him. You know, The season beforehand, the season, you know, even that he saying, we all weren't, you know, fussed on him. We weren't convinced on him. I thought last year in, in spells, he was absolutely immense. Just this year, he hasn't hit the ground run at all, but it just looks like the state of football that we're playing, the system that Rogers is trying to play, it doesn't really suit him. Um, and also with Joe Hart, I mean, Joe Hart's a fantastic shot stabber. You know, he showed that in glimpses again the last couple of weeks. It's just my worry with Joe Hart, especially going the European football against these powerhouses, is you need a goalkeeper who can pass a ball. Um, and I think he's getting actually worse at it. The last couple of weeks have sort of showed that. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Pierce, in, in terms of distribution. Um, yeah. It needs to improve. Like We need to improve in that area. Sooner rather than later. You hit the nail on the head as well. He's, he, you know, Steve McGowan is usually bang on. So... Is it a case of you know getting a goalkeeper in as soon as possible to try and
2: you know shore up that area? Yeah, uh, I mean, I've had views on Hart probably from the middle of last season. I think, I think, I think when he made that pass over in Leipzig, my thoughts were like, he should never kick a ball again. Uh, look, Hart, I, I think had that first season, did a really really good job, and and you know the other stuff that he brings to the team, but. I think, I think my particular issue with Hart is, and people might disagree. I don't think he makes a save that you wouldn't expect a goalkeeper to save. Um, I mean, you look at, you look at them. I mean, they got beaten five one the other night, and I hate comparing us to them. Tottenham was a joke. Yeah, they could have been nine out of ten. Like, I, there's no one telling me that we couldn't have gotten him for what they've gotten him for. Um yeah. now I know obviously he can't control the back pass from Goldson so he's obviously not that good at, <laughs> at the ball. But uh I I just think we need a goal the goalkeeper, a left back, and to be honest for me, someone in the middle of the park who break the play up was a glaringly obvious one, particularly from last season when teams ran boys on Angus system and the way we're playing now, where McGregor's just on his own, it looks like he's just on his own. I, I just felt that we needed someone like that in there to try and do something. So, now look, maybe Fives a, could be a bit harsh. And, I mean, that's, I, I really, honestly, honestly, God, haven't got a clue about him, but everyone says he's, he's decent. Um, This Bernardo fella, you'd imagine he'd be technical because he's coming from Portugal. And uh, what's his face that signed? Um, the winger. God, that's awful. Off See if we find them maybe, like, Two or three weeks ago, you'd probably say this has been a really, really good window. It just looks like classic Celtic, leaving everything to the last minute.
1: See, just to touch base about keeper, mm-hmm. about the keeper piece. Uh, I think a lot of transfer business, especially with Celtic, is you know with the keeper. We went and spent big money on Barkas, thinking he was going to be the answer, and I, my dad's. 58 this year, and I think he do better, a better shooting, that's for solving than podcast did. So maybe soliding are are thinking themselves will strengthen other areas because we're not willing to spend another five six million on on a keeper, because obviously keepers. See a keeper, you a keeper we need is a keeper can play out from the back and is a good shot stopper because obviously when we go into the Europe, that's what you're going to need. There's not many keepers that fit. Our, yeah. our transfer method, the, the money that we're, we're going to be spending. I think one keeper that I probably would have liked was to go and try and get, even if it was a loan with an option to buy, would the, the Liverpool second keeper, Kevin Callahar, the Irish boy. He, he yeah. seems to fit that medal yeah. and he's, he's looking to play first team football. He needs to play first team football. The cement yeah. is a place in Ireland starting eleven. So, what, what was stopping us from maybe going and trying to be smart about it and going and getting him? But you can't do that now in the last day of the window. No, it's gonna be hard to get a keeper in the last day of the window.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a very hard position to fill the best of times, let alone the last day of the season, especially hitting you on the head or you know, the type of goalkeeper that we need. Um, you know, the the, the, the shoot our style of play, it is very, very difficult. But in terms of going forward, looking forward to Sunday, um, I don't know about you boys, but my uh my confidence is a lot higher than what I, you know don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that. I'm always sort of confident, pretty confident when we play them. Um, You know, I don't see them. I've seen a song actually on social media the other day where it suggested that both Brendan Rodgers and Michael Bailey are under pressure. I don't feel that Brendan Rodgers is under pressure at all. It hasn't been the greatest of starts for him. There's no doubt about that. But in terms of feeling under pressure, Bealy is under a lot more
2: pressure than Brendan Rodgers. Would you agree with that, Pish? I, I, I think he is under pressure in terms of... There's obviously still a massive cohort of... Um, I mean, he, uh, he's under pressure, like in a sense. For like, you're always under pressure as a Celtic manager, but actually, exactly. when you yeah. lose your job, like I, I was listening to some other, I was listening to a podcast and, like I can't remember which one it was, and some of the guys, the guy was saying that. uh I was watching that Celtic fans TV, and the guy was saying some people around him on Saturday were having a go with like shouting at Rodgers as well. I think like where I was sitting on Saturday, I didn't feel like people were shouting, having a go with rogers per se now obviously there is there is people who just won't be for rogers and and there'll probably be nothing that'll ever convince them even like a 3-0 victory on saturday so he's probably under pressure well not under pressure but he's obviously there's obviously going to be like i don't know say 20 30 percent that'll just never have any of them uh i think if we get a win and he's that builds on tender hooks, he's on massive pressure with them because They'll start thinking like the bill shit will just get enough because he talks so much, and um, I'd still take a draw. And so I think I think we walked away with a draw. So it, it, it'd be a, a bit a better, a far better result for us than it would be for them because they, i imagine, they're thinking we're on a bit of a slippery slope and they've got a chance of beating us. What do you think, Kim?
1: Uh, I would agree with what most, mostly is are saying there. Uh, Especially what you were saying, Lee, last week after the nil eight with St. Johnson, it was all very, very doom and gloom. And you were thinking, if we go in there next week with Lance Gales and uh, Gustav and centre half, then we're, we're probably going to be up against it. But saying saying, Nat Phillips, Matt Phillips goes straight into that team. goes straight into the team. So long as there's, there's nothing nothing worrying with him, his fitness, he goes straight into that start 11. And automatically, in my head, I'm going right. I'm a bit more confident than what it was. I think, obviously, what Pierre said earlier in the podcast, them is taking it down, away from home. Another thing that sort of leans in our favour a little bit, and then us signing a couple of more players towards the end of the week. Like, I think we have definitely come out this week a lot better than what they have. Uh, and then you throw in the draw for the Champions League, everybody's a bit more excited about it. Yeah. But uh, what Pierre says, I would, take a, I would take a point. I would take a point. Now, don't get me wrong. I honestly think we will we will win, but I would snatch your hand for a point at the minute because if we come out of this week with a good draw on the Champions League, signed a couple of players, came away from Ibrox with a point, uh, still top of the league and go into the after, after the international break, that's a high for me and it's, it gives Brendan a bit of time to work on, on what he wants to work on with the new players when they come in. And obviously, whenever we come back from the international break, whoever's out injured is another week back or another week closer to returning. So I, I definitely think that a draw, you would take a draw, but... I, I, I don't know they, they're in a position now as well that, that they probably think that's going to be a big opportunity for them to beat us yeah. Brendan Rodgers th- has done very well right rocks, in, in the past so a masterclass is coming we're going to win 1-0 and it's going to be Big Phillips at the back post with an absolute blinding header it's going to kill that's somebody in the process
0: I love it yeah me and Pierce <laughs> had that conversation the other night and I'm a lot like I say a lot more confident going into this game me and Pierce as well, having over at like sort of lagerheads the last couple of days, and probably the last couple of months when we're talking about them. Um, I have to be completely honest when I say this, Liz, and, and Pierce, feel free to throw it back at me because I know you will. I think that they're absolutely atrocious. I really do. Don't get me wrong; you get emotional when you're watching them. Um, you're watching any football game, you get emotional, I suppose. But I'm watching that the other night, and you can see holes all over that team. the The biggest thing that really, really pleases me when you watch them is how much they love mediocre players like for me john lundstrom is absolutely rubbish like he is just a slogan football boots he runs about he does listen he tries to stop playing he maybe do well against ross county Hibs, or whoever but when you put him on a european scene against real class against you know teams who can, can play football really well he just looks like what he is he's just absolutely rubbish but that goes i think right across the team they brought in nico raskin um, and again, like you're told yeah, he's going to be the next best thing. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. He, the other night again, was absolutely tragic. Um, and they've looked tragic all season. Even in glimpses last year when I watched them, just they don't impress me whatsoever. And that's not even me with the green tinted glasses on. I'm just talking in a, in a sort of football sense. Um, Cantwell, Cantwell, we've 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 talked about him as well. You know, Cantwell does well on the ball. He does well holding the ball up, and he's gooby as feet. Overall, I think he's not the player that they make him out to be. I think with Cantwell, it's a situation where he was down in Norwich. You know, when you're playing the championship in League One, you're playing for a football club, but there's no real. It's different with Saligan majors. It's completely different in the sense where, like, you know, players like you, you feel a part of something, you're playing for a massive club. Cantwell, I think, has seen, you know, what way they are. So when he puts up the Wee 56 or the Wee fucking. We emojis underneath his posts on social media. They absolutely love that. And players like Camp Will are, you know, the band they completely. Stephen Jordan on the exact same thing when he came up. It wasn't too long, you know, we was running over to the the fans and you know pumping the chest and all that. It, they can't help themselves, but they carried away. So honestly, lads, England this game against seasons on Sunday. And yeah, I'm very, very confident we're coming away with something. I don't know whether that's a win or a draw. I'm honestly hoping for a win. But I agree with you boys, it's it's sort of like one of them ones if you Listen, I love beating Emmons more than like more than absolutely anything. There's no better feeling in the world. Um, but on the on the same breath, of what you were saying there about coming away from the draw, I think you were saying as well about like maybe they smell a wee bit of blood and see that we're not playing well.
2: I could say the exact same for them. You know, they have hmm. they have not started the season
0: either. Oh, so, but then you just fifty thousand of
2: them the whole yeah. crowd. You know that's what makes me think if you like. I think the big thing we were talking about it before, like. If the last couple, anytime in the last kind of five or six years or whatever, since they've came up, that we've got beaten at Ibrox is they've got a goal in the first like five, six minutes and that's the game done. We need to get through that first 10th because they're going to come out like a train. You just you imagine yeah. that's what's going to happen on Sunday. So if we get through that and weather that storm and try and play because they're not going to sit in like St. Johnson. I mean, they probably will sit off at some stage and let us. I mean, if we if we play that stupid sideways pass, and then you kind of deserve what you get. So we need to be more dynamic on the ball. Do you not ball. think that's his say though, Pierce? Do
0: you oh, not that, think that? I mean, that's their tactics to sit in and try and catch on oh, the
2: it's, counter. It, it's a well, it's a cap. a I mean, the, the chat was always that he did the tactics when Gerard was there, you know. But uh, so it'll be just a carbon copy of that. I mean, they're going to flood the midfield. Jack didn't play. You don't know he's deaf. He's I didn't put my life on him starting on Sunday. He, like, he'll play for them in the middle of the park. I think they'll drop Lundström and they'll play can't well And I don't even know. Does Stephen Davis still play for them? I still oh, think he's, he's the blocked, best. He's injured. He's, oh, he's, he's still the best player, I think, of that club by a country. Well, Yeah, I think even,
0: oh. even if he's 20% fucking fit, he's still a better player than the
1: rest uh, of them. I saw friends ju- sorry just to touch base about obviously uh, them. i haven't watched them far too much this season to they have an idea of what what they what why they're going to be like at the, in the weekend i don't pride myself on watching them because uh, obviously not my team but what i have seen uh from from big games from them is i think they lack a bit of like a mentality they're even fragile. So if we this game had been at uh, if we had been home yeah. and at hundred percent I'd i been taking a win, no draw whatsoever. Oh, that's yeah. only reason I'm sort of leaning towards a draw because I think obviously they're going to have the fans behind them. But if we can weather that early storm and we can become positive in the game, and if you nick a goal for half time, you could you could probably well see that that them them falling apart because they're not they're ma- mentally fragile they, they, they don't come out and boss yeah. games from start to finish. If if they don't get their own, their own way like they did in the other night, they just fall apart.
0: I think it's going to be the the first fifteen minutes. This game is probably going to be the, the most important fifteen minutes of the season. Um, you know yourself, you, you really want to get a win against them early in the season as much as possible. They've already mm-hmm. dropped three points, um, and this is a real opportunity. To, you know to kick on. The big thing is, you know, we've got players who've just been saying that they're going to be, you know, new to this this sort of atmosphere playing up against them as whatever whatever else. But you've got players there who've experienced it. You've got yeah. lads, I touched on it the other night and I'll say it again, I think that we're not talking about Hugo on off here, we've got a player who for me has been the real, the real standout so far this season um, I think he's going to be the big, big player for us on Sunday I think when you have him on the pitch, you know, if we can't get the ball to him, we can create chances for him I think Hugo's going to see his honestly, I really, really do think that he's going to show up for us
2: on Sunday and, and put in a real shift If he's played in the I said, like, if he's played in the proper position but the amount of times that we need to like have him on he play, playing balls across the box and he's yeah. not there because he's dropping yeah. back Drop so I mean he's obviously good at that but are you just like
0: you're a striker stay in the box
2: I I don't get I don't really understand why Rodgers is doing it in terms of like he played with Leicester with Vardy he never had Jamie Vardy you know dropping in 30-40 yards deep to like very good play. So I think I think the only reason he's doing it, Pierce, is because he's the only one who can at the moment. Oh, I, you I, don't he's, definitely, he's definitely the only
1: one who can. But. It's probably I mean, it's probably a, it's probably out of frustration as well because we're yeah. not we're not playing the way we were where it was all yeah. out attacking, all he had to be was at the end of something to get a goal. Maybe there's just a lack of, like a lack of balls and in, balls into him that he's maybe going right when he'll drop in and try and get it. But obviously, as you say, we don't know what these players are like. Are coming in like Palmer could be that that tenacious winger that we need is going to get the ball yeah. and run up people and have Tavernier on toast. Uh, oh. Bernardo could come in and be the technical player the link, the link man like you've seen how well Ravage and Kyogo played because it's as if they knew what, what the other one was doing we just need somebody to play that ball to him because that early ball over the top has worked a couple of times for him he's got goals off it like he's always aware of it he's so technically aware that as as you say if, if he's up the other end of the pitch and we can get a ball through to him he's going to score a goal like
0: yeah, Kyogo against John Sutter makes me really happy. I have to tell you, mm-hmm. again, we're talking. About people are bumming and blowing about him. Honestly, I think he is average, average at best. someone's defender the okay. the other night was absolutely atrocious. Balls in the backs where your centre backs so are 10 yards apart, sometimes 15 yards apart. I'm confident. Um, I think another massive pair to have back here is Alistair Johnson, right back. He's playing against yeah. Ravi Matondo, who pace, if there's a player you want on Ravi Matondo, whose pace is Alistair Johnson physical strong can get forward can go back class defense and get balls in their backs another massive a massive player to have back in the squad. You're also oh, yes, that, uh,
2: another massive player back is um Mikey Johnson. He passed the fitness test so he'll be a <laughs> big big player on Sunday.
1: I take Mikey Johnson over Ryan Kent any day though.
0: Fuck oh, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I let you I
2: let you argue about that O's
0: back as well, apparently. Apparently he's passed the fitness test, he's back on the
2: bench on Sunday. He wouldn't take more than 10-15 minutes if he needs to play, though, you know? Oh, no, two minutes at best. <laughs> two minutes at best. <laughs> it'll be the last, Every
0: two minutes of the fucking name added on when we're 3-0 up. <laughs> That's predictions for Sunday. We're going to obviously jump back on here on Sunday after the game, after after the win. Um, So, predictions. Pierce, give me a prediction. Give me solid, give me positivity, man. All
2: right. I think 1-0. Fuck off your shit. I, I think it's a great result. Kevin, lift the mood here.
1: 1-0, one <laughs> nil. Phillips, back post. I've said it this many times that it's going to happen. The last big call I made was Lane Scales dipping the keeper for Aberdeen against Rangers. Oh, I'm yeah. calling this one. <laughs> Nav Phillips is back post, header, going on his debut. Uh, he's a weapon that we, we've got that they've never seen before.
0: To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the man has called a couple of crackers over the last, over the last couple of years. I'll give him that 100 percent My prediction for a massive five-pound bet for anyone listening to this.
2: <laughs>
1: if
0: five pound on Kyogo 2 or more, Sally like are gonna win 3-1. That is my tip. That is my prediction. Lads, this has been absolutely quality. Anything you want to finish off getting out there by saying, shoot them at us, lads. Come on. Give us I'm a Closing statement is up at sales Now we've got a weapon we haven't seen before. two or more Celtic C1. Lads, as always, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Anyone listening, hope you've enjoyed. I'm going to chat to you on Sunday. Enjoy your haircut. <laughs> it's the last one before I go to Turkey. So, all the best very boys. Slam.